Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Okay, so that's a five, but also it well, did bounce off of my sound baffling, we... so does that count? <laughs> I feel like the last three times I've been like, well, can I do a re-roll though? I mean, it's always maybe. like, okay, so this was it, but it did it live well, in the it air. Was, but it was bad it audio. It was bad audio, right? Because it didn't really like, ro- you didn't get that good rolling sound. There was a breeze that- too. <laughs> A southwestern breeze we weren't expecting. <laughs> Go ahead and roll it again. Let's see what happens. This is going to be it's worse now. <laughs> uh, a 12. So a marginal improvement, for sure. <laughs> 12 is that one that it, it, it's going to depend on your modifiers and what level yeah. of game you're playing. Exactly. I think we'll be okay. Although we are on episode 17. Taz graduation so. 17. We're on episode like 72 for us so well then we should be rolling much better (laughs) (laughs) well or that just means our modifiers are really good oh that could be too so we're extremely high level now probably (laughs) do we go dungeon crawling yes okay then yes we're doing great I mean, we are starting this episode in a tavern, which is a classic place to start any campaign, so. That is mwah, a classic D&D. Especially when you walk in and the owner is immediately like, oh yeah, remember those demon attacks that have been happening? Which I don't think we actually knew. I mean, like, we knew that there had been imps out and about, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of vaguely menacing people, but we didn't know that they were they were at the point where the populace was sort of concerned about it. I don't right. think I don't think that had come up before. We knew about them with the Pegasus, Pegasi. Mm-hmm. Ooh, true. Yes. We knew about the hospital infiltration, of course. of course. But yeah, not so much elsewise, unless they talked about it earlier, because we met her before. We met yes. the bartender before. Barb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them mentioning it then, but I could have forgotten. Right. We were all drinking heavily. (laughs) Well, of course. Here's how I took it was that we've been seeing little hints here and there that like there's some imp activity, there's some demonic activity, but like really light, more like a pest problem. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think now that the boys know and the demon prince knows that they know, now it's like... But he knows they know they know. He knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's like in a video game when you'll go to a town and they're like, all of a sudden a monster started showing up and that like hadn't been (laughs) that way before. That's what I think is happening. Like while the boys Uh were away, all of a sudden this got a lot worse. The came to play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so too. It's escalated. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. there wasn't like wards and stuff. And I feel like there were even other like more people in the tavern and everything. It seemed a bit more lively. Whereas mm-hmm. now the fact that Trav is like, oh, it is visibly different. It feels different here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet there's still time for a teeny apple teeny. Of course. <laughs> the offer of, you know, strong, a strong spirit. Strong. Mm. Okay. Virgin Shirley Temple. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's Which you don't one. have to say Virgin Shirley Temple. No, Shirley Temple is virgin. <laughs> He just wanted to really make sure she wasn't like really get any know. funny ideas. Mm-hmm. And then yes, of course, the teeny apple teeny, the fuzzy navel. <laughs> Fearbolt's response made me laugh so loud. I'm glad the boys were so tickled by it. I was so tickled by it. <laughs> and now this means that Argo canonically wears midriff. Oh, and all the time. Oh, yes, definitely. Constantly. God bless Crop it. Tops and for days. I would like to point out that this goes perfectly with whatever beautiful soul realized that Jonathan Van Ness could be an inspiration for Argo. And I'm like, this goes oh. hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. In fact, girls and listeners, I will show, uh, put this on Twitter too, but I did a little sketch while I was doing my re-listen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it in through Skype. 
(laughs) (laughs) So there's my sketch of him. I think it's very funny when people are part of something secret and they just broadcast it. Absolutely. So that's why his crop shirt says Unbroken (laughs) Chain across it. You know, he's just like awkwardly telling everyone it's a band that he was in or something when they ask Mm -hmm. about it. The Kenku is furious. He's just like, you can't. (laughs) <laughs> he also does have one though he made he made them he best made it for the shirts. group yeah oh, i thought you were gonna say he he does have a band oh. <laughs> oh they now have to make the band to cover up argo's bullshit lie <laughs> so that's what i was working on while i listened to this episode because i'm just really inspired i love i'm i'm loving this thank you so much justin for this uh this tidbit of information that of course is now canon i also enjoyed the tidbit of information that apparently in the past Fitz has been going into taverns, possibly this one, and saying that it's his birthday and then crying to get free drinks. Uh, There's so much good flavor here. It's especially funny that he's going that far out of his way for a virgin Mm -hmm. Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Just say you're the DD. Sometimes they just give it to you then. It's true. He's got to drive the horses home. Yeah, I was going to say, are there designated drivers in a fantasy universe? I guess so, because... You do kind of have to steer a horse. I mean, mm-hmm. they might be able to get back to the barn on their own. Not a rental. Were, or, yeah, that's a good point. If it's a rental. They have no idea where they're going. I'm automatically picturing like him on one horse. Argo's like sitting behind him in the saddle. He, Fearbulg is on another. And he's trying to steer all three horses. The other one's just loose. But he was like, it'll be easier if Argo's just on mine with me. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's not happy about it. But also, you got to take care of the Thunderman company. Right. And we're CEO. Falls on you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And um, excuse me, we learn a little bit more suddenly about Althea, oh Avenging gosh. Angel. <laughs> Someone loves alliteration, and she his name is it. Travis. <laughs> he loves it, too. <laughs> Who doesn't love alliteration? I mean... I mean, Brittany Bailey. Sorry. That is... <laughs> Brittany Bailey, a.k.a. Bloodhawk Barb. That's she right. gets it. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if the boys will all get names. Yeah, that was a good question. I mean, because, you know, group name is not the same thing. It's really not. It's not quite the same thing. Well, that's like if all the Avengers just went by their first names then. You can't do that. Hi, I'm Avenger Steve. I'm Avenger Tony. I'm Avenger Steve. Yeah, not not the same. (laughs) Not quite the same. So let's take 35 minutes right now. And really plan out what all their names are. Well, and that was the question I had written down, too. What would names be? <laughs> Something, um... I mean, we've I been like... trying to name the Furbolg for 17 episodes now. And that's, <laughs> that's true. That's Maybe we have to save this for the poll. Mm. Maybe. It'll just be a write-in. What do you guys think their <laughs> names should be? There seems to be some more mystery here, too. Because, so we find out that Barb and Althea went to school together... And that Althea is a retired hero, which I think we didn't know for sure whether she had been a hero or a villain, which obviously doesn't really particularly matter now that she's in the the Oversight Guild, but sort of of interest, I would say. Um, And it seems like there's more to this, her retirement. It seems like there's definitely a reason of some kind that she doesn't want to talk about. Uh Mm -hmm. There's so much to wonder about. When Mm -hmm. will these boys get their own names? When will their time come? When will we learn more about Althea? Not today. Not not this day. (laughs) Although, you know, even learning that she was the Avenging Angel is a good start. I like that. I love learning more about you. And then even the boys are like, how much 
are we going to tell her? Mm-hmm. How much do we trust her? Mm. I like how Fitz really points out. He's like, you know, Althea's been a pal and a confidant for a while now. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Higglebus has done nothing but send us on errands and mess with this guy's brain. I mean, so it's yeah. a very good point. It's a good point. <sighs> It's hard to be able to fully trust anybody, especially when you don't actually know what her intentions are or Mm because, like, why was she at the school? Why did she actually come with them on this little trip? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Again, never trust anyone ever. Don't pet cats you don't know. No, exactly. When will you listen to us? And along those lines, you know, Fearbulg pushes back and Argo isn't necessarily here or there on it. But considering what they have to go into, Fitz is saying, and he's right, that, like, they don't know what's going to happen when they get to the school. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Griffin's delivery of going back to the school with their dicks in the <laughs> made me laugh so hard in such a moment of camaraderie because I was like, there are those times, especially when you're just like going off where you start saying a thing and it's already too late to stop yourself as you're saying it, but you realize how funny it is in the moment. I just, I felt very kindred with him as he started giggling at that line, but he's not wrong. Like, they should probably have some other form of backup before they mm-hmm. get there. Definitely. Definitely. This is not a situation you want to just like casually stroll into and assume <laughs> it's going to be fine because it's definitely not going to be fine. It's really right. not. But I could definitely see them doing that. Absolutely. Be like, well, I guess we got to go back to school now. <laughs> I wonder how this Put is going to go. backpack on. Yeah, it would be very goofy. Like when you just know the villain and the villain knows you. It's like, oh, I'll get you next time. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like it would probably be a little bit more dire than that. So, and even then having this buffer episode, or not buffer episode, but this, they're not immediately back at school. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yes, we are ramping up to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they made the right decision to tell Althea because she too. already knows a lot of this. Um, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that they are kind of dropping some bombs on her in this reveal of like everything that's happened Mm -hmm. um, and and all of this backstory and and especially the recap yeah and I although I do feel for them that here they are doing this recap and you know sort of like you say something out loud and you're like oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh no we we kind of messed up we're really like the fear books (laughs) Justin being like, oh, wait, are we really easily (laughs) manipulated? And sometimes that's what it takes. It takes you telling the story to stop and, like, almost then see it from the outside and be like, oh, Mm -hmm. God, wait. Mm -hmm." How many times has this happened in real life when you're telling Mm -hmm. a story? You're like, oh, 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 I do. Okay. Mm, Never mind. (laughs) But, you know, that kind of self-awareness is important. This is a a character development moment. It's a skill you got to cultivate. Good job, everybody. Yeah, and it's better to realize it now before you just, again, go waltzing back over to the school. Mm-hmm. Now we have a chance to do something about it. And I like that Fitzroy wanted to know if she seemed genuinely surprised. Yes. Good call. Yes, that was my immediate concern, too. So I'm glad that she did. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel a little more comfortable with her. Yeah. I want to trust her, but again, you just got to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's she's having a bad day, I guess, because it, it sucks to find out that your headmaster was a demon prince this entire time. Right? Right? She went to school there. That's got to be rough. Uh, for sure. Well, and especially, like she says, like, even if she believes them and supports them, the rest of the hog might not. And mm-hmm. if this guy's been in power for so long, who knows who he's now attached to, essentially? Who That's, knows how many people he's ooh. put into position at the mm-hmm. hog? That was very good and just like how far does this web go Mm -hmm. where are all the strands we have no idea Mm -hmm. exactly 
Don't trust anyone. Don't pet cats you don't know. Mm -hmm. That cat who works at the hog, you better watch him. Just saying. So who can we trust? Who do we know? Right. You're hoping that there are people at the school. So Argo's kind of like, well, I know somebody. He wisely doesn't name names. He covers his unbroken chain shirt. shirt. (laughs) Just crosses his arms nonchalantly. I might might know a a band, wink, 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 of people that can help. I might know some uh, band groupies that might be able to uh, come to our assistance (laughs) if we need it. Uh, immediately, I was hopeful for a little Pegasus action. Yeah, when they're trying to, they're essentially discussing who has the most friends, and it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. the fear bog knows his teachers, he talked to a Pegasus. <laughs> his list is very good. <laughs> All like, I don't know anybody. I was like, well, Poor fear bog. <laughs> librarian. <laughs> A whole bunch of Garys. I mean, that would be like I, I do. I do kind of enjoy the possibility that when they have um, their Avengers Endgame moment, that it, there's yeah. going to be like an army of Garys. Yes, <laughs> but like they all have different hats on, and some of, of them course. have accents. Mm-hmm. Garys come through. It's all the different hats that the Fear Bulk has made for them out of the small Aww. leaves and flowers Aww. and whatnot. Right? It's going to be precious. Yeah. I do think this is a good plan overall that, that Althea is kind of um, coming up with with them, that they're going to yeah. use red tape, like, basically yes. to distract him. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was fun, as opposed to, because obviously, like, a frontal assault on this guy is not going to work, because they no. don't really know what they're up against, or who's right. on their side or isn't. So right. this is a safer solution to this yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buy some time. Especially because as far as we know... He doesn't know, but Althea knows. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And our murder board is getting very Here's, complicated. There's a lot of lines going on on this murder board over here. Mm-hmm. It, again, looks like a, a family circus map. Um, <laughs> does Jeffy know that she knows that they Ooh. know? <laughs> I don't think so. Not yet. And as they're coming up with who can be trusted, who can we call on, all of a sudden... Two of our boys just up and leave. It could have been a bathroom emergency. You <laughs> Don't know? you hate that? I mean, you're in the middle of planning, and then they just, yeah, like, peace out. Don't even say nothing. You know what? This sucks, actually. Goodbye. And I do wonder, <laughs> do you think Fitz's seal was what gave him the advantage hmm. on this role? Oh. Maybe. That was my thought. Huh. I did not even think of that. Yeah, I just, just assumed it was something about him specifically as a magic user. I didn't. I didn't really think about it, I guess. I know, I hadn't the first time I was listening, and then when I was listening through the second time and drawing Argo with his crop top on, I was like, <laughs> why did Fitz get that advantage? And the only thing I could think of was the the cool brand that he had just showed off to Barb earlier, if it was, still had some residual yeah. protection on it. Yeah, that would make sense. I think I think that tracks in, in the absence of other information on, on right. why that happened. That does make sense. Count it. Put it on the board. But so luckily, they don't all run outside, and then this... <laughs> This demonic voice is like, okay, uh, come outside or I'm going to burn this mother down. Oh. Which is never what you want to hear when, like, you were just hanging out with your buds and coming up with a cool plan. Having a To not drink. have to face off against a demon. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think the boys got to finish their drinks. Although oh maybe. God. They've been talking no. for a while. I mean, they've just been seated at TGI Fridays. They have not gotten their apps yet. This is really rude. <laughs> it was extremely, like, those potato skins were about to come out from the kitchen. There's still some sips in this Appletini. But they're gone. They are they gone. Left. Yeah, Fitzroy can be forgiven for his his great line um, <laughs> after looking out the windows as being, well, it's demons. <laughs> that was the perfect uh, send-off. I, I also, I did enjoy the that Griffin briefly was a Southerner for just a second. 
with the way he said demons. <laughs> he was pulling weird accents at random times, and it was always a wonder. It's a regional dialectic morphosis, which oh, I cannot I cannot take credit for. That is an invention, as far as I know, of James D'Amato of the One Shot Network. The way that you start doing one accent, and then it starts drifting into a completely different one. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yep. No one is immune. No. Uh, but it is Damon's, and um, <laughs> Fitzroy's not going to step out just yet. First, uh, we send out little snippers. Go check it out. <laughs> My, the mental image of there being like this really tense standoff with like a lot of those really um, like sharp angled anime cuts, you know, uh-huh. yeah. of people reacting like this in one's horror. This from the ground, yeah. And then you see, you know, like the tavern doors very dramatically, <laughs> and then you're waiting for someone to burst out the door, but then all you see is a tiny the camera crab. camera pans down. Scuttling. Yeah. <laughs> scuttling. Just scuttling. Out. Yes. A little sparkly crab. A little... T- <laughs> across the cobblestone streets. And yes, what does Snipper see? But a big old pit fiend holding our boys, flanked by Aaron Yeses. And I had to look up both of these for the way mm-hmm. that they are in the D&D books, because I've heard of Aaron Yeses before. Um, but yeah, they're essentially, the pit fiend looks like a giant demon. The Araneses mm-hmm. look like dark angels, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And never forget all the all the glowing eyes in the darkness. Very cartoony. Oof. Very, Very much, yeah. Going back to our uh, anime days, I've seen mm-hmm. this for sure. You've seen this exact scene? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, don't ask me which anime. Probably ooh, all of them. But... I would guess Sorcerer Hunters. Mm, that been, that feels been. fair, yeah. <laughs> I was guessing Cardcaptor Sakura. Mm. I actually never watched that. So. <laughs> I was like, Brittany, I forgot so you how... you just picked a show, like, you just randomly picked a magical girl show that you haven't seen. <laughs> yes. But I assume there were lots of demons and mean eyes. Um, I don't, don't remember don't anything ruin like my hopes. that. But you, don't okay. ruin my hopes, Anne. <laughs> there was a boy with wings. <laughs> See? We're there. That's true. <laughs> Clamp is not really known for their heavy, super heavy <laughs> use of demons overall, I would say. But they do love an angel. Anyway, welcome to the Clamp Hour. It's a mini t- it's a mini takeaway, a mini portion of our show. But here, so now we've got Fitz on a time limit. I love mm-hmm. a time limit. He mm-hmm. has 60 seconds to get outside before the pit demon <laughs> kills our sweet furball. How dare How you? dare you? Of all, and so of course, then it's like, all right, uh, can I just go give him, give myself up? Uh, Barb, Althea, you want to help out? And they're they're promising, yes, we're gonna go, we're we're gonna take care of some stuff. <laughs> we will, but like, give us five. He's like, I don't have five. I have thirty <laughs> seconds. Well, you know, you've got they've got like their cosplay closet in back. Oh my gosh, where the sword <laughs> and the armor and stuff is. It takes a second. We'll be right there. Don't you worry about it. You go out. <laughs> It's, it's it gives me the thought of someone choking and like well let me just wash this dish real quick and then I'll get right over there. It does end up making sense, but yes, in this moment I was very much like, are they gonna are they just gonna let this boy go out there and just everybody out the back out the back? <laughs> go 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 go. He does go out. Oh my god. <laughs> he. I can't even. The stupid Rosie Chestable walking out as Hieronymus is just, it's exactly what you would expect, like, a bit of a himbo college boy to do. Like, I've got mm-hmm. it. I'm right. going to dress up as their boss, who I assume is their boss anyway. Right. That's, he's taken a lot of, like, uh, a little bit more of a, than a leap of faith, I think. Mm-hmm. 
But for yeah. sure, some really deep hoping. presumptions of like, we've got this. We know what's going on. <laughs> some artistic license, I would say, also with, yeah. the, with the portrayal of Hieronymus. Uh-huh. <laughs> Loved the way he played him, though. It's so good. Who would think that? Again, I know I talk about this a lot, but that is like the best part of D&D. When you have an option and you think like as a DM, you're like, okay, they're going to choose Avenue A, Avenue mm-hmm. B, or Avenue C. And then they take Street 42 instead. You're like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was on the map. What are you doing here? <laughs> It wasn't, but I knocked down this fence to get over here. So <laughs> I, I especially like that he like he pulled out as a threat that he was writing their evaluations. Yeah. He's a real CEO. That fits right. <laughs> Ooh. He knows what makes his boys get into ship shape. I hoped it would work here. Unfortunately, it didn't. This pit fiend has true sight. We don't really know for sure if the pit fiend like immediately knew that it wasn't him or maybe he kind of needs glasses like just a little oh, bit. So, you know, it. it fooled him sort of for just a little while. And then he squinted and was like, oh, no, definitely not. His he confidence did have a little... was so good. Yeah. For a moment, he's like, wait, is that it? <laughs> no, that's that boy. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're in a fight. Yep. It's shocking to me that mm-hmm. I... Never once in any of my games of D&D thought to look up the thing I was fighting. Hmm. Like, they all Googled the pit fiend immediately and are like, oh, shit, like, this is, <laughs> is not going to be. And I was like, I feel like it's cheating. I feel like you're counting cards now. Like, come oh, on. Oh, I thought they were just looking well, at the pictures of it. Yeah, I think they maybe were only looking at pictures. Mm. I think, you know, if you if you need to sort of cement the image of something... In your mind, like, I think that makes sense to have. I mean, because if you were playing at the same table, I've definitely known of DMs who would bring out a card, you know? Yes. And like put it in front of the screen, like, and now you're fighting this guy. Uh huh. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, I think think that that visual is useful. Also, I think it would be fair to say that in universe, they might know what a pit fiend is. Like, maybe they had, I don't know. True. uh, A boy's first monster monster Mm. encyclopedia or something, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) P is yeah. for Pit Fiend. Um, <laughs> Classic child's book. I mean, in this world, you never know. People in the Pokemon world send their kids out at 11 years old to go just that catch random little, little monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Pin a 20 to your jacket and wish you the best of luck. Good luck, Ash. See you well, later. Well, if anything was going to be metagaming, I think asking if it was a fight that you're supposed to lose might have oh, been metagaming. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But I, I loved Travis's response to that. It was a poetic little response. Is any mm-hmm. fight us fight you're supposed to lose? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Put that up on the murder board. But it is time to throw down, and these Aaron yeses go first. I actually wrote down everything that happens this time, so we won't get lost. Oh, the Aaron yeses go first. They attack Fitz. The one rolls like a 20, so she ends up getting like three or at least two and a half hits in on him. But luckily, his ruse, <laughs> his little joke, <laughs> his little Hieronymus prank, did break the concentration of the pit fiend enough that Argo is no longer uh, mind controlled by him. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which is a significant advantage. I mean, one of you against all of these people versus two of you is a slight improvement, at least. <laughs> it really is. Especially when you can sneak attack. One less Hurry hostage anyway. Time. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, he misses on the sneak attack. He does still whiff it. The mental image that I got was that Argo underestimated how tall this pit fiend was. Yeah, mm. But he was just like, I've totally got this. And then he did not got this. <laughs> he don't got it. No. 
It is then just absolutely cartoonish because then the pit fiend tries to bite him and like mm-hmm. sort of gets him. So it's just, it's just chaotic. It's it is cartoon sounds left and right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of woos and whooshes, mm-hmm. bonks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a old timey Batman fight. Zap, ah, pow, crunch. Bort. Yeah. Yes. I support that. <laughs> it's a good thing too because. If that if he'd taken that full poison effect, that would have been oh, bad. Girl, that sounded so bad. Mm. Immediately, the hits these boys were taking, I was like, do they have the hit points to withstand all of this? This is looking immediately very bad. I mean, it, it was a fair question of, are we supposed to not? Are we supposed to mm-hmm. yeah. lose this? Yeah. We've all played those games. I was supposed to lose to Magus, but I was so mad at him that I killed him. And then I realized he was supposed to be on my team. Damn it. Oh, Sorry, no. Magus. I'll get you next time. <laughs> next play around we got this. N- n- one more again <laughs> and even to that point fitz tries to surrender that's fair he does and when that doesn't work he leaps up and rages mid-air girls Oof. <laughs> sends out that necrotic damage that was very cool right right it temporarily heals him and deals damage to everybody else in the vicinity that's a move. That's a move. Getting down to one hit point and being yeah. like, listen, this is actually what's happening. Mm-hmm. Those kind of spells do suck if you're someone's ally, though, because you're like, I was just standing here. Like, I was on. trying to help you. <laughs> Fitz. <laughs> Showboat and Fitz. <laughs> but that's okay. The Fitz. I almost said the Fitzbulg. That's their <laughs> ship name. Um, <laughs> the Fearbulg. Isn't too shaken by it. In fact, he has a different plan on what he's going to do on his move. <laughs> One more time. When you have a fight. <laughs> how do you even... Come how up do you with prepare? This? Yeah. How do you come up with this? Oh, and then as yeah. a DM, how do you prepare for like any, any eventuality? Yeah, I, I didn't even realize oh. what he was doing. I mean, like it took me a right. second. As he was yeah. saying that he was doing it to understand what he meant, I was like, why are you jumping on his face? On like, his wh- face. I know. I was like, like, you're trying to grab at his face? No, no, no. Nope. He's jumping on his face. So I'm picturing full on, like, like legs around his chest, mm-hmm. arm ar- arms around his head. The full koala. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Add to it some glue and, well... <laughs> Trav. Is the glue special in that? It Like, it'll stick to anything forever. Because it was there. That was what, because yeah. then they do talk about the rules for it. And okay. if it had been a six, it would stick forever. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they talked too much about it when they bought it. I think they mostly just said it was yeah. glue. And then I mm-hmm. think they did discuss that you would roll to see how how strong the glue was. I don't, What would they that have done right. if he'd rolled a, a, I think it was a six was permanent? I'm guessing like, that oh, more of that skin would have come off when he oh, pulled him off of Yeah, it. I guess so. It's like a, a super glue situation at that point. Yeah. Because then it, even then it's like, well, is it attached to the fear bulg or is it attached to his shirt? Is he wearing yeah. a shirt? Fear bulg? Is he wearing one of Argo's crop tops? It's mm. very small on oh, him. That would be great. I'm into this. I'm going to draw that one next. <laughs> Regardless, luckily he did not roll a six. This is not a forever hold. But he is still glued to a pit in his face. <laughs> Which is <laughs> definitely, forget. I mean, they, they certainly have found some strategies that are throwing this pit fiend off their game. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, six hellhounds think that they're about to join the fray and like also get in on these boys. But fuck you. Here comes the cavalry. Oh, Not God. today. <laughs> We've got a team, friends. We've got Bloodhawk Barb. Girl. We've got Althea, our avenging angel. 
Hell yes. We've got Moon, who Moon. is a werebear. <laughs> yes, what? girl. What? What? Uh, Where did that go? What? I'm still. You know, we were very, at least I was very sus of Moon at first. Because mm-hmm. I was like, what is your deal? Why aren't you talking to anybody? Why have we not heard of you before? Why doesn't your stuff fit? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, this person could still turn around and, like, hand us all our butts. And I'm still like, I trust you completely now. Because you're a werebear. <laughs> and you just bear. That's all barreling out here. Mm. Taking on six hellhounds. I'm here for this. We knew something was up. We just didn't know mm-hmm. what it was. And I don't think we would have guessed werebear. No, no, I would not. We did not have that in the bingo card. But now I'm always going to. Anytime somebody's <laughs> suspicious, I'm like, mm, are they a werecat, though? <laughs> I mean, I'm always kind of hoping for a werewolf situation whenever I meet someone. Well, and that's exactly what I thought. I was like, Brittany now is moon. She's a full moon stan. <laughs> moon moon is my guide. <laughs> Always, always and forever. She's already got his crop top on. She's so excited about it. (laughs) So it is our boys now versus the pit fiend who in my notes, I kept, I started writing PF and then I started writing PFT. So it's our boys versus Paulette Tompkins. Oh no, this is the same thing I, this exact same thing I did. (laughs) For real. So it's obviously this pit fiend is played then. It's now Paulette Tompkins, yes. PFT. I need them to re-record everything. With Paul of Tompkins' voice instead of the demon's one, because that's going to change oh my, my entire God, perception. So funny. <laughs> Can Paul? you imagine PFT being like, "You need to get out here in thirty seconds"? <laughs> I'd do it. I'd be much more inclined to follow that. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> that's good, as you should. It. This is, uh, yeah, this is the canon now. Um. And uh, Argo is though going to stab him. He. <laughs> He poisons up his little dagger and stabs him. And I like that Clint was like, I don't know if I'll be allowed to do this, which is very Mm -hmm. cute to me. Because, like, somebody who has, like, maimed a rogue in Warcraft and stuff, I'm like, oh, no, that's what you do. You Mm -hmm. put poisons on your daggers for sure, my dude. This is a great move. Yeah. But it's just cute that he was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to do it. (laughs) I'm entertained that Clint has gone from, I'm just going to do whatever and hope that it works out to... Right. I mean, I I wouldn't praise him for his hesitation. That's not necessarily good, but... It does indicate that as a player that he thought to pick the arsenic up when they were at the yeah. hospital and he remembered that he had it and then yes. made the connection to not only how to use it, but can I use it in this way, which is, um, I mean, that's like some real player growth stuff. Like, that's mm-hmm. a really cool, a cool thing, because I, I think that it's hard a lot of times as a beginner player, because it's basically improv, right? So you're not mm-hmm. always, you may think of what you should have done in a scene, like, a couple of days later and be like, oh man, sure. I could have solved this problem this way. And I think mm-hmm. it's he's uh-huh. really more on his feet and more confident, even though he was asking about it. I could have glued myself to the demon's <laughs> face. Exactly. Shoot. I just, I really liked that. I thought that that was a, it was a really smart player move and it was a good character move. Uh, it was, it was just yeah. a, a really good moment. Like, I mean, obviously we're, we're into uh, Fitz having kind of a silly strategy and the Fearbulk having kind of a silly strategy and we were joking about him being kind of a cartoon <laughs> character. This is a very badass moment um, yeah. trying to poison this guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, right, and he's using what's at his disposal. And I think you said it perfectly, like not necessarily praising the hesitation, but mm-hmm. the hesitation itself shows a thoughtfulness yeah. behind the action. It's that growth into the analysis that you need, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a really good move. That's <laughs> Again, that's some... Uh, some great rogue shit there. And it worked. Mm-hmm. And he still got to giggle about stabbing him in the butt. Mm-hmm. As you always should. <laughs> 
And can you imagine? So this pit fiend now is like, I can't see anything. I just heard everybody around me gasp. And then all of a sudden there's way more voices here. Uh, oh, I just got stabbed in the butt. Right, and now something jumped up and bit me. That's exactly it. Right. Something <laughs> just hit me in the butt. I don't know what it was. Uh, so then this is where he's able to uh, remove fear ball, but not without <laughs> hurting himself. That's for sure. Yeah, that was kind of smart for sure. Uh-huh. It's like being waxed. <laughs> yeah, nothing too bad, but enough to definitely... It's going to sting for a while. I'm glad that he got waxed and not the furball, because that would have been <laughs> a little devastating, too. Absolutely. Well, and you think about it, Fearball, I imagine at least being a little bit more fuzzy, a little mm-hmm. bit more body hair mm-hmm. than your your average person. Yes. Um, it's covered with a fine fuzz. Or a hairy fuzz. Yeah, thank goodness he wasn't wearing the crop top this time. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. In any case, he is given a, an attack of opportunity, but whiffs it, which tends to be the way of things this time around. Yeah. Yeah, which I kind of like in the in the sense of the lore. It's like, yes, this is all very sudden. It's very up in the air. It would be hard to have your bearings. So mm-hmm. I think that it all tracks in the sake of the story. Mm-hmm. Fitzroy, in that same mindset, is like, let me sip some of this kombucha, calm myself oh down my a goodness. little bit. Is this canon? Like, I wasn't sure. Were, were they making a joke or his, is Fitz really rolling with, like, a flask of his calm down tea, like, with I him mean, at all times like in case he, he needs be. to get out of a rage? <laughs> I mean, I hope that that's, that that's legitimate and canon and not just yeah, an offhand joke. Yeah, I like it. I say it goes on the board. It's on the board. <laughs> Now they can sell uh, they can sell flasks that have calm down kombucha etched in the side. <laughs> oh my god, I love this. He does then use this opportunity to do his next attack, which I describe as a full on. I picture it as a full on like Samus Aranning, a big lightning chromatic mm-hmm. orb, because he talks about how he like charges it up a second, mm-hmm, yeah. shoots it at him with also tides of chaos, which makes the mm-hmm. magic wild surge, which is a different table from the rage magic wait the rage wild surge listen we're pros (laughs) (laughs) yeah one's on the barbarian side and the other one's on the magic user side there it is and they both do some sort of effect (laughs) and this one was gonna be a oh is he gonna grow taller or shrink a little bit and i do want to point out before we get into this next amazing part trav saying to him that quote there are worse things that could happen was not Trav speaking as much as it was suddenly Magnus Burnside speaking from somewhere <laughs> oh, else oh, in this world, oh, talking about how there are worse things that could happen in a sudden, like, game of chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trav knows, Trav knows. But regardless, this ends up being an amazing result. <laughs> oh, my God. He goes from a swipe left to a swipe right for me, <laughs> for sure. Like, 6'4", Ampil? Mm. I mean, girl. Hachimachi. Like, let's let's talk about this. I, I have a really important and very serious question. Yeah. So he rolls this, and as a result of this magic casting, he he spontaneously grows eight inches taller. What happens with his clothes? I'm thinking it's very huh? much like Sora in Kingdom Hearts 2 when he comes out <laughs> of that little cocoon and suddenly his very goofy outfit he looks even goofier now it's mm-hmm. shorter Just on like his elongated legs. on him yeah yeah looks, so now so now Fitz is also wearing a crop top is what you're saying exactly that yes exactly that <laughs> very much team crop top by the end of this hell yeah they're all wearing that's, thunderman okay. llc crop tops that's what happened to the furbog shirt it's, half of it got ripped off oh, with the glue, and so now he's crop topping. I thought you were about to say he took off the overshirt he was wearing and revealed the crop top underneath, but I like this even more. 
That's exactly what it is. This would admittedly have been extremely surprising. If I this think everyone would have stopped suddenly. But like, what? what, what? Everybody's <laughs> taking it in. Fearbug and Argo making a note, just being like, damn, girl, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do we know canonically how tall Argo is? I was I think picture- maybe Clint said 5'10 or 5'11 really early okay. on. I think he gave a height, but I did not write it down, so I'm, I'm not certain. This is very important to me. It's like, always important to me. You gotta have these height charts. It's, it's critical. <laughs> I love a height chart. Um, I would guess... <laughs> In my mind, I was picturing, like, Fearbulg, of course, very tall. Mm-hmm. And then Argo, tall, but not crazy tall. So I'm with you that it would be, like, I could see, like, a 5'10", 5'11". And then mm-hmm. Fitz being slightly shorter than him was kind of how yeah. I was seeing the three of them. Yeah, I think that's consistent with how people were drawing them, at least early on. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, and so somewhere, somewhere, someone was listening <laughs> to this episode, sketching something, and, and just, just screeched and had to start over. <laughs> Just stopped everything. Ugh, they threw that entire sketchbook into the fire and ah, started a new one. They lassoed that the top section of his body in in Photoshop and just like and just dragged pull. it up. <laughs> you can do wonders with the liquify tool. I'm telling you what. <laughs> but the fear bulk only takes a moment to be totally wowed by his beautiful companion uh, before he calls down a strike of lightning on the pit fiend, and it's looking kind of promising. Like, maybe they can shift the tide of this battle. It's kind of that moment of, like, we can do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be rough, but we could potentially win this. We could turn this. One of us Mm -hmm. is taller now. Yeah. (laughs) We all have crop top power going on, you guys. But that's not what's about. That's No. The the demon says, oh, no, this is the moment in the game where you go, god damn it, are you serious? Because Mm -hmm. he says something backwards. I didn't go in and reverse it to see what he was saying. Did anybody? No, I did not. I As did in, not. Back, and did back you mask do it? it? Okay. <laughs> I did not backmask it. I could have, but I, well, now I'm going to have to. I know. <sighs> now that I've said it on our show, I'm like, why didn't I do that? Hi, it's me, Editor Nell. Um, so I just listened to it backwards, and it's actually not that clear, but he is essentially calling for reinforcements. So there you go. This is this is how Travis is launching his ARG associated with <laughs> oh, this campaign. <laughs> Well, whatever he says. Essentially, it was the call to bring his boys around because two more pit fiends emerge from God knows where. Probably the pit, mm. I guess. Not all pit fiends are from the pit, Brittany. I mean... God, Brittany. <laughs> They're like, come on, Paul needs our help. We gotta go. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Never mind. <laughs> One Paul F. Tompkins. Maybe. Maybe we can deal with that. Yeah. John Hodgman has also shown up now. Mm, and I can't mm-hmm. think of a good third one. Uh, Mark uh, Marin. Mark Marin. Oh, yes, he's called Jason Mark Marin. <laughs> also oh a good, God. good if call. It was Jason, if it was Jason Manzoukas who came out of the pit right there, I would be like, everybody run. Everybody <laughs> drop what you're doing. Run. No, Jason Manzoukas is chaos. Let's, let's... He, he, that's it. Oh my God, that's it. Put Jason Manzoukas' headshot next to the chaos on the murder board. Oh That's my God. it. This is the best movie ever, you guys. <laughs> this changes everything. Because now the pit fiend sounds like Paul F. Tompkins, and I love it. I'm in love with it. Now go back and think about the chaos scene and put <laughs> Jason Manzoukas' voice on there. Come on. This is so good. <laughs> I'm loving what we're building here. 
I'm so sorry, anybody who's listening who's like, I don't know who any of these people are. They're all very funny, I promise. Oh, just giving you a gift. I think they know. If you're this deep into podcasts, you know. I hope. You know what it's I mean, like it's, when you're you're staring down Paul of Tompkins and then Hodgman and Mark Marin show up at the same time. You've got to run. <laughs> yeah, they've got to they've got to beat it. And Althea is even like, "You guys go. They want you." Mm-hmm. And they do. <sighs> and the hellhounds follow. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because for a moment you think, "Oh, I can hear the storm coming. Somebody must be summoning something." Oh no no no! Not not a literal thunder and lightning storm. Just a beautiful storm of winged horses. Ah, uh, I was so very excited. I the moment they started running, mm-hmm. my entire being was like, "The Pegasus are going to show up." <laughs> the moment, like I knew when it. Fearbulk had mentioned her in his like list of friends. I was like, I mean, that would be a really good ally to have, and like have show up and save you. And mm-hmm. here you go. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even have to summon her. She showed up. She knew. Mm. She's been, like, keeping an eye. And I wonder if maybe it's even, like, well, one, hopefully we get to talk to her more in the next one. But if she's somehow, like, in tuned now or has been keeping track of even the demonic activity. Since That's what I think it her, is. Her. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's for sure, yeah, her paying attention to where the demons are, where they're attacking, how can we stop them, yeah. what is their purpose. And then it's like, oh, they're attacking my boy. Mm-hmm. Let's move. Roll out. <laughs> I think we also have to give a shout out to the reveal of secret horse girl, Travis, because he was yeah. clearly Googling horses. Oh, he had those, <laughs> those Very seriously. ready. They sound stunning. I did not Google those horses. I know. I know <laughs> vaguely what they look like. I know what a Shire, Shire horse looks like. Are those the little... I know... Oh, wait. No. Maybe I'm thinking of a Shetland no, they're, pony. Yeah, they're big. <laughs> they they do kind of look similar to a Shetland pony, but much larger. Mm. They're, they're big Ooh. horses. Okay. Are those gotcha. those... I think I see it. Big ones? Mm. What, is that the kind of horse that uh, Merida had in Brave? Uh, it might be, actually. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they established what kind of horse, but that's a very similar look. The Budweiser horses, maybe? Those are Clydesdales, which is a different... That's it. Different kind of horse. <laughs> similar similar also, but different horse. Okay. So Someone is loving podcast. this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> or they're very angry at us for our lack of horse knowledge. They're like, that's come on. This probably is basic. The most this true. is 101. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to be so good at knowing our horses by the time the next episode drops. Don't you worry. <laughs> we won't, actually. Please don't count on that. I only know about thoroughbreds as a, as a Kentuckian. Thoroughbreds and technically Pegasi, I guess, because that was a mm. big Kentucky thing. So I, I did wonder if um, if Travis got a little bit of the Pegasus from. I wonder if he's ever been through the Louisville airport because there's a lot of a lot of Pegasus imagery in general in Louisville, and I know that they used to go over there because it's not very far from Huntington. Uh, but there's also a, a huge Pegasus sculpture in the in the airport. Cute, a white one. Who knows. Let's send in the question for the, the Adventure Zone Zone. <laughs> I just want to know, Travis. It's not important, but I still want to know. This is neither here nor there. Um, is there anything that we forgot to bring up that we would like to mention now? I, I can I can wheel out the video cart for a second. Oh. If... <laughs> yeah. So there was a joke class. in the course of this that clearly all of them knew. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It was when uh, the the... The pit fiend attacks Fitz early on and claws yes. him, and he goes, he's down to one hit point, and they start talking about someone named Odell. I have the yes. video for you. I have dropped it in the chat. It is only 32 seconds, so you can watch it right okay. now. Okay. I I'm going to watch it. play now. <laughs> I'm so glad to have that explained now, and, and just to now have that video in my, in my yeah. life. 
Yeah. Thank you for finding that and sharing it. We'll <laughs> share it on the Twitter, of course. I, yes, we have to. I think we can. You know, th- those 32 seconds are worth it. I think, yeah, we're contractually <laughs> obligated at this time. Mm-hmm. Odell would want it that way. Odell would want it that way. <laughs> well, I can't follow that up with anything, so I'm all set. Right? I don't I don't want to leave out the other mind-blowing revelation that we had in this episode, oh. which is that they could have made the dog talk this entire time. <laughs> No, because does one of them have... I would assume that the fear, fear bulb, bulb does. can yeah. speak to animals. Because he was talking to a pegasus, so probably could talk to a dog. I couldn't remember if the pegasus, it was just like, because she's a magical being, but... No, druids have a spell that mm-hmm. is speak to animal. That is funny. I mean, I guess you could <laughs> maybe make a narrative argument that because the dog used to be a person... And is right. only now a dog by means of like... magic that it is not the same thing and that for some reason the sure. spell wouldn't work or wouldn't work very well. So you could make that argument. But you wouldn't know unless you tried. And they True. didn't even try. Listen, I'm going to make up a list of animals that I'm going to need the fear bog to uh, have uh, meetings with and just let them know what they're thinking. <laughs> uh, first of all, hero the dog. Second of all, that that darn cat that... <laughs> Warps around in time and space. Mm-hmm. The poor fear bulk. He says he doesn't have any friends. He could have been like chatting he... up the squirrels and everything this whole exactly. time too. Exactly. Maybe it's a lie. Maybe he has been. Maybe he doesn't even realize that those are the friends that's going to save everybody. At some point, he's going to summon an army of squirrels, like Squirrel Girl. Oh, it's going to mm-hmm. be great. There's a kid in My Hero Academia who can speak to oh, animals. And just when you think some stuff is like about to break bad, all of a sudden a flock of birds comes and saves everybody. And you're like, <laughs> thanks, Koji. You're cute and quiet. <laughs> well, and I certainly can't follow either of those up. So Full I guess it's on, it's on to our poll. Okay. So obviously this is all just a precursor to the big school beach bash that we're going to have later. Uh, so we asked everybody who you were most excited to see out on the sand. And this time, girls, we did have a tie oh. between Hernandez and mm-hmm. Hero the dog. Of course. <laughs> you boys are clearly the, the bells of the beach ball. <laughs> the beach ball? Oh, no. I'm taking it. I'm putting it oh, on the board. No. I'm making up the invitations right now. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, so much for voting. So now it's time to help out our boy Argo. What do you think his sidekick name should be? We'll have that pull up over on our Twitter, at Romancing Zone. And we'll see everybody back here on horseback again in two weeks. <laughs> Till then, take care of yourselves. Please take care of each other. And thank you for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Romancing the Zone.